0: My name's Mark. My name's Gabe. And he is Pastor Tom Repke.
1: Good morning, Pastor Tom.
0: Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. It's great to have you back. It's Bible study time once again on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, And um, we are kind of getting into a little bit of a two-part thing with Pastor Tom here. Uh, So I guess before we actually dig into this week's passage... What are the two parts? What are we uh, digging ourselves into here? If you'll indulge me for a moment, you know, a
2: couple times you've had, we've talked and you know last time I was here, we were talking about just the crazy season we'd been in. Oh yeah. Right. And how do we right. move? On. And so I want to talk about it, And even as we're watching uh, channel eight has a story here about Tracy's husband had passed
0: mm-hmm. and
2: just, I want to talk about our worldview. And I mm-hmm. want to use this story because Jesus has a worldview that just, This whole story always wrecks me because we won't get to it this week. It'll be next week. The shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus what? Right. So everybody can memorize it. Yeah, right. But there's so much in that in terms Mm. of how Jesus approached because I'm always caught in the profundity, if that's the word, of just what Jesus is doing in that moment. And it's really kind of a weird story Mm. because it's like Jesus, you know, he he waits to show up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, right. He does, and but yeah. I want to talk about, and I think it's beautiful just the way Tracy and her husband leaned into that season and the testimony that that is. And I know she's a person of faith, right? That that drives how we should respond. So whatever we're dealing with, because since the last time I was here, we've we've had you know an, another you know couple major horrific trauma events in our yes, nation. We have, and I want to think that part of it is that we live in a culture right now that we don't know. We live with people who don't know how to process these things.
0: Boy, boy, is that true. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that true? And that is one of those things, you know, we often ask as believers, how in the world can somebody who is not a person of faith handle these things? Right. Right. Well, we're finding out now on almost a weekly basis. Right.
2: A number of months ago, I did a series based on a pastor from the West Coast, John Mark Comer, wrote a book called uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. How to mm. Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of the Modern World. Mm. And we've, I've talked about it before, but he he, he talks in there about how to, every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets.
0: Interesting.
2: And as a worldview, when we don't okay. see Jesus' worldview, then how we respond to these terrible events that are in our lives, even our own events, the suffering. I mean, why did Jesus not just solve the problem? And
0: we're going to unpack that a little bit here.
2: Because okay. he could have from a distance, he, right? Yes, he could have. Because he had done it before.
0: Yeah, he didn't have to make the long journey there, right. To Bethany. right. right. And these are his
2: friends. right. And these aren't just you know common acquaintances. These are people who had done life with him, and yet he, he, he pushes them into the suffering almost. It's like, this is mm. just sort of profound. And so I want to you know sort of the larger view is this idea that if you are in a relationship with Jesus, there is no such thing as hopelessness. Mm-hmm. So that's the overarching theme and the idea of looking at first death. Because that's what we have in Lazarus. Yes. And then life. And that'll be death is this week. And then we're going to lean into just wrapping it up with the understanding, the most beautiful understanding, it should give us hope uh, to a nation, to a world that is broken and disconnected that needs to know that God
0: wins. Well, this will be easy, everybody.
2: Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it, we always want to run from the hard. Of right? course. Right? Yeah. But I don't want to be those people. I don't want to be that kind of person, even though the hard is awkward. It's hard. It's not where we want to go. But I think especially now, after having come out of the pandemic, the idea of being present with each other. And we've talked about that many times. Just showing up, you know, and it's nothing other than just being there, Mm -hmm. whatever being there means. Right. It's not about doing. It's just simply being in the room with someone that's going through a traumatic experience. It could be emotional. It could be Mm -hmm. physical, the loss of a loved one, all those kinds of things. So with that. Holy Spirit, guide us.
0: Amen and Mm -hmm. amen. Where do we want to begin here?
2: Well, let's just read through it. We're uh, going to read through verses 1 through 21. Okay. Uh, Gabe, do you want to start? I'll
1: take the first 10. Okay. Okay. All right. We are in John chapter 11. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, He stayed where he was two more days. Mm. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night That they stumble,
0: for they have no light. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake I'm glad that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas, called the Twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Not one of the easier passages. No,
2: and I, and I want to lean into it because I think it's you know. So we're going to take the helicopter view because there's okay. so much here. Okay, right. So the idea. Let me just you know let's wrestle for a moment what it would have been like to be Mary, Martha, or, or uh, Lazarus, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As they waited and waited for Jesus to show up,
1: their best friend. Their yes. best friend.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and Jesus kept them waiting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did really? Um, mm-hmm. And I think all of us can say probably. We've had times when God didn't show up, right? We've had a time when we've asked God to show up, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Hello, <laughs> Lord, are you listening?" Um, and, and I think it's in those times when we've expected God to show up because we think we've got to figure it out, and then He doesn't. And so, and then even when you start telling a story, right? If somebody, any of us would begin a story, oh, you know, tell me a story about Emma. Emmy, right? It's the mm-hmm. idea of uh, get me get to the happy part. Don't give me the right. Di- right, right, right. So I think when we look at these things, I mean, it, it's clear in this this particular understanding. At the beginning of the story, Jesus receives the word that someone whom he loves was sick. And I love John's way of telling these things because he's very particular. He's a, a much different kind of writer than say Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Right. Um, he loves everybody. Right. That's how. Uh, yet we know that there's this personal relationship that he has with Mary and Martha and and Lazarus and that's clear in the writing you know mm-hmm. just because we find out various things about who they are and what's going to happen and that, you know this is the woman who pours the perfume and other things right and yet these are his friends who reach out and ask for help right and and we know that Jesus has countlessly done this many times before and they know that too mm-hmm. so again you're just really wrestling with in the moment, it's like where is Mary and Martha finding themselves? Mm-hmm. Because of how uh, they had seen him show up in such incredible ways. So why didn't Jesus go?
0: Ooh, there's a good question.
1: Well, I'm sure that, that he
0: had a reason
1: because he purposely delayed, right? He
0: did, he did. right? When he mm-hmm. found out, he waited yeah, two more he days. Said we're gonna wait. So. Yeah, and that that's something,
2: too, we w- we'll look at here, because there's oh, okay. something culturally to understand about that, why he waited in yeah. that regard. Okay. Okay. Now, there's a couple of just natural human instincts. We say, well, maybe it was because he didn't want to go at that particular moment because he was just busy. He had a full schedule. This didn't fit into his daytime, oh. right?
0: Yeah, but they were his really close friends. Okay, right. He had right. other it,
1: things that he needed to do in those couple of days
2: right and we know other stories where you know people show up and he says go your son's been healed right mm-hmm. true from a distance i mean even in matthew there's other stories where he was willing to go and heal centurion's servant but the centurion centurion said to him look you don't need to show up lord if you just say, say it. He's, mm-hmm. he's healed from a distance yeah so but he didn't do that so i don't think that really makes much sense
0: Okay. All right. right,
2: so maybe it's because he didn't go because he knew that some of the people in Judea were out to kill him.
0: Interesting. Because that's pointed out in the storyline, right? Mm-hmm. But he is God. Well, he is. Yeah. So they probably wouldn't have gotten away with that. Well,
2: we're not sure. Hmm. Right? And so we know that he he decides to go there. And then even the disciples, they, they ask him, you know, Lord, is this really a smart thing to do? hmm Right? Right, because the Jews are going to try to kill you, and so that sounds like another good reason possibly, but I think it doesn't really work well, because we know that many times, and it's interesting in other other scripture passages, you know it says that but he, he, Jesus was right in the middle of a physical confrontation, and yet he passed through the midst of them and went away, mm-hmm. or he escaped from their hands. John says actually, in the chapter chapter before this. So I don't know there's a good logical reason, but when we look at, let's go back and look at the text. So John 11, uh, 5 through 6. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So mm-hmm. when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days.
0: Hmm. I maybe,
1: know. Maybe he wanted to think some things through. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. He, he wanted to think of it. It, it took a couple days. He didn't want to. He didn't want to be like us and just instantly go and do something.
0: Right. And before you go to the cultural part of this, I'll toss mine in that maybe I'm taking this at face value from later in the passage, but maybe he wanted the power of God to be displayed and his power as the son of God in a very dramatic way with People he knew personally. Right. That's well. That's what I got here.
2: Uh, well, and I think the idea of suffering in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've if you've not been in the room when someone passes, that's not exactly. It's a it's a profound moment, but leaning into that is difficult. Right. It's difficult to watch. It's difficult uh, to you know to be there because what do you offer? And so it's just interesting right, right. what Jesus does. Now it's interesting here as we look at the scripture. You know, there's a word here, simple word, the word "so." Mm-hmm. Okay, being that it says, and, and I, I have it underlined in my 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 version here because it's it, when he hear it, it says so when he heard that Lazarus was ill. So there, and really the the Greek here is a, a word that means basically really. So,
0: oh, okay. Keep going. Keep so going. so 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 when he
2: heard. Even though that Jesus loved his family and he heard that Lazarus was ill, or maybe we could say it that um, he cared deeply for them, yet he needed to stay for another two days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of tension here of like, okay, God, what are you doing?
1: He stayed for another two days, and then he said to his disciples, let us
2: go back. Now let's so go. So he stayed yeah.
1: for two days. And in my mind, I'm thinking he had things to think about.
2: Right. That's, of course. No, yeah. I think that's right. But then go back to our friends you know, that we know in the story, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And what are they thinking about?
1: Why isn't he here?
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, he they, should be here. They sent for him. Yeah, you know, they're good friends. Mm-hmm. They put out the missive mm-hmm. and said, "Come," because he's not doing well. And what ends up happening? And yet, it says, "Because of his love for them, he waited."
0: I know. Mm. And to me, the thing would. Under consideration by Jesus would be, knowing the nature of what he was sent here to do, I'm almost kind of leaning towards how would God be glorified in the greatest possible way by what is happening in Bethany with Lazarus. Right. Yeah. But still, that involves death and grief and pain. And time. And
1: time. It's, it's, well, and then again our time and God's time are not the same. Right. So that could just be as simple as that. For us, two days, why would you wait two days? We're we're your best friends and you love us. Why would you wait two days? But God's timing is just completely different. Right. And There's so it's another purpose. In
2: this context, he Jesus chooses to let their pain linger.
0: Yeah. It's like wow. hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. You and know, so, wait, go ahead. I'm just thinking about the Bible study that we had a couple of weeks ago and we replayed with Dr. Carrie Right. I made note of that because okay, I. Okay. On grief.
2: Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so that's kind of rolling around in my thank head, you. too, because they are obviously experiencing grief. They are obviously asking why their friend Jesus isn't there. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially when he heals others
0: right, right and away, they've seen instantly that. Yeah. on the spot mm-hmm. yeah. so they
1: probably when they sent for him they probably just knew he was going to come right
2: away
0: Just like the Centurion waving you know Jesus waves his hand with the Centurion says, go home your son's fine right and let me just put it in yeah. a
2: different kind of context right. just to help us understand so you know out of the love for my parents I'm not going to visit them
0: what uh-huh
2: or out of my uh, out of my love for my, my, my amazing bride, I'm not going to celebrate her
0: birthday. Right? Ooh, popularity growing in yeah, the lucky my, my Yeah, or for my yeah.
2: church, right? I, I'm just not going to show up one week and not let them know. Right? Let them, leave them hanging. And so I think it's that context of really seeing what Jesus is doing here and modeling for us what ought to be our worldview. But, you know, we live in a time where we want to sanitize everything. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like even death. We don't want to talk about it. Hmm. And we don't want to name it. Because the thing we all share, right? Everyone listening and everyone and the three 100%. in the room, one hundred
0: percent. We all yeah.
2: share in that idea that our, right. our earthly life is is limited. But it's the beauty of what Jesus offers us, right, in the resurrection. Because that's part of the story we'll get to next week a little bit. Okay, the life. But to continue, um, sometimes you know it, we can have a relationship with Jesus and we can come to Him with a need and we don't get a response.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely correct.
2: And it's not because of anything we've done, right? It's not because his love for you means that he he does nothing for a time, hmm. which really goes back to what you said. Gave about God's timing. His
1: timing,
0: yeah. Because
2: we don't see it. We don't see it from His viewpoint. Exactly. So again, let's talk. Look at this thing that you have for suit. It says for two days. Mm-hmm. It Says Jesus did nothing to help his friends, and then he said, uh, "Let's go see how Lazarus is doing." sort of what he says there mm-hmm. and then we get to verse 17 and it says
1: 17 yep. uh, on his arrival Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days
2: right wow mm-hmm. now what's interesting at this time and sort of as a cultural context of this yes they believed that it that if they somebody is going to come back from the dead it's going to be within three days
0: boy isn't that an interesting little <laughs> foretaste of things to come.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so hope is, if you're Mary and Martha, well, if Jesus just gets here within three days, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And yet. And then, yeah. John's very particular to point out, it wasn't three days.
1: It was, it was four. four. It was
2: four. Yeah. Okay. And, and we'll look at this next week, but I think it's worth mentioning here, you know, it, it says that he was in the grave long enough that I think in the King James, it says he stinketh.
0: Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, I remember that translation. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, th- this idea is, you know, in, in Mary and Martha's mind, um you have to think that while Lazarus was sick, they were thinking, where is Jesus? Didn't he get our message? Why isn't he coming? Mm-hmm. And then there's a, you know, some interesting conversation that takes place in that, but but we need to understand something. You know, the Jesus, and we say this all the time, right? It's you said it yesterday morning, uh when I was listening, uh you played a song and I can't remember what it was now. Um that just helped us be reminded that um, Jesus is in these moments. Um, But this idea that he always shows up when it's his time. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Right, right.
1: I told you before we started Bible study that this Bible study goes with our thought of the day. And uh, I just want to say it real quick because it might be where you're going with this because you got us all hanging on this cliff. Mm -hmm. So... The thought of the day says life isn't about using God for your purposes. It's about God using you for his purposes. Whoa. Okay then. And you could change that to timing. Right. As well. Who's that from?
0: This is David, from Dr. Jeremiah. David
1: Jeremiah. Yeah.
2: And
1: this that's is what a, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of as we're going over this story. They, of course, Mary and Martha are thinking about themselves. You let you know, our brother is gone. Right. And God or Jesus is probably, you know, he's got his own purpose and his own timing, his own reasons for this.
0: So is my thought then on how this could be used for the maximum amount of God's glory, Mm -hmm. is that going in the right direction? Am I headed in the right way?
2: Unfortunately, it's two parts, right? Right, right. We can't have one without the other. But we need to see that this story is first about Lazarus' death. And how uh-huh. God responds to it. Now, I also need to think here. Just to unpack it a little bit more. Is that Jesus didn't just show up late here? He missed it all. Uh-huh. Okay. He he missed the sickness. He missed the death. He missed the funeral. He missed the burial, and he even missed the three day window,
0: uh-huh. quote unquote. Yeah, yeah.
2: Where where it's just like okay. And then we have here in verse seventeen, as we just read it, is is like he missed everything, and yet that's part of the purpose. So even uh-huh. as Doctor Jeremiah's uh, thought for today is all about, and and this doesn't happen by accident, right? It's in no. God's economy, God's time. He and we have Jesus strategically showing up after all hope is left the building. Yeah, all hope for a miracle of His life to be re- returned. All earthly hope, right?
0: Yeah, at least by the book, right. you know, or or by the uh, the Torah or the Mishnah or. Whatever you're going to use, right, right? Yeah, whatever you're going to use, by any earthly measure, this is over with.
2: Right. And so we have to get practical. And so I really think back to uh, you know, the conversation a couple of weeks ago on the idea of grief is that that we have to process this stuff. We can't skip the process. Yeah. So I even find it interesting about that, and as I'm listening uh, to some friends that are therapists talking about death and dying and how our culture uh, just wants to sanitize it, and yet we know mm. it's complicated because, and, and back to even John Comer's quote about um, this idea that how we view these things, that the system we, we put together, then we get the result of that. And and that's where I think, you know, especially as, as Christ followers, that we, we have a, an opportunity to represent and be present with others, even when we're not quite sure what to do with it. And too many times, I think, especially in, the, in this most recent season, is we've we've opted out because it might be inconvenient. We've opted out of those messy moments, you know, so even how we handled, you know, the lockdown and you yeah. know, how many families had to experience the, you know, the loss of a loved one in a hospital, you know, from a distance. And mm-hmm. we're not meant for that.
0: No. Mm-hmm.
2: And I understand mm-hmm. safety and all that, but it's like that as human beings, we're meant to be present with each other, even in those moments. And I, I've only experienced it a couple times. The privilege of being in the room with a family when someone passed to glory. It is profound. And I, can, I have to admit, the first time I experienced it, I, I wasn't quite sure what to do. And I, I'm married to a nurse and a hospice nurse. and it, But to experience it in your own, it's like, this is really awkward, right? Because there's mm-hmm. no word that really meets you in that moment. And I think that's part of what we have to name, is that our world is, it, there are moments where we don't have words. And so really being present with each other, I think, is really sort of the sub- sub-theme of what Jesus is showing here.
0: Okay, I don't know if we're there yet on your your, uh, outline, but I want to go there since you said what you just said. Okay, go for it. Okay, verse 21. I have always, whenever I've read the Gospel of John, there are certain parts where I've always wondered, and this goes for all the Gospels too, but I've always wondered how was that phrase said? Mm. By Jesus or by that person? John eleven twenty one, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. What did her voice sound like? Mm. Right. When she said that. And what did that look like? Right? I know. I know. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine her voice breaking. Well, I mean, it's God four is. days.
2: He's in the tomb, and now in the midst of and hopelessness, now he shows up. He shows up. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting, you know. And she it's,
1: definitely had an attitude, definitely,
0: because she was broken. She
2: was
1: upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Because the friend that, well, they thought they had in Jesus, right, seemed to right have deserted them. At the most important moment. Right. But.
1: I I think it's (laughs) just like us as Christians and as, you know, his children. And because we, you know, depend on him so much. It's the same thing when he doesn't come for us. Right. He doesn't. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, and Um, give some context to that. I mean, what what are your, if you had been here moments? mm -hmm. You know, we've all had them, you know. Absolutely. God, if you'd been here, my family member would not have died the way they did. Mm-hmm. Or, God, if you'd been here, my friend would still be following you. They wouldn't have walked away from faith. Or my friend or my parents would be, wouldn't be splitting up, you know, the messiness of those kinds of things. God, you just need to show up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or if you would just show up, if you had been here, I wouldn't be facing the addictions that I'm pushing through.
1: And then it yeah. takes us back to, it takes me back to... Uh, 14 and 15 here. So it says, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there Mm -hmm. so that you may believe.
0: What? What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said he's Mm -hmm.
1: glad he wasn't there. Right. So that you may believe. So this is also that uh, God's glory can be shown.
2: Right. And so this week, I mean, there's two stories to be told out of, out of Lazarus, Mm -hmm. right? The story of death and the story of life. And this week is the hard side.
0: Yeah. It's okay.
2: this is a week about the, talking about you know the death that's in our lives. This is about uh you know those times when we are in such lost circumstances when we think like God's not showing up. Uh this is when we, we people will say to us, right, we I'm sure we've all had it said to us, Well, God will not let you go through anything you can't handle.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: okay, say that to Mary and Martha, right, at the moment.
1: At mm-hmm. the moment,
0: yes. Right. Not a good thing to say, probably, in the context.
1: This whole thing to me, now that I'm sitting here (laughs) staring at it, because Pastor Tom's got us hanging on this cliff, this whole thing is, everyone is in their feelings. All of Mm -hmm. this is all about personal feelings, Uh, Mary and Martha, right? you know, and how they feel about it. And even whoever's with Jesus, how they feel about it, you know, probably looking like, why aren't we going and he's saying, no, we're, we're not going to go right now. And then all of a sudden he said, let's, let's go. But this is all about their feelings. And, and again, I think it goes back to our thought of the day, where it's us versus what is God's purpose, our feelings versus God's
2: right, purposes. Right.
0: Yeah. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I hate doing this, but <laughs> next Wednesday, <laughs> yes. we're going to find out why. Right. You just gonna leave us on this cliff? I, I'm for a going week? to because I think the tent- that's where we got to be, Gabe. I think. Oh, right. Man. I yeah. mean, you picked two weeks. <laughs> I know. I, it's my fault. It's yeah. Mark Zimmerman's it's fault. It's my fault.
2: I mean, it'd be really easy to gloss over this, but I think it's really important as we lean into it that we we not skip it because I think you know Jesus is trying to teach his best friends something and encourage them in the moment. But again, the suffering doesn't disappear. And I think, you know, that's what we want. I mean, I just heard recently that, you know, people who don't have a faith view, that doctors are trying to help them, you know, process their end of life. And so now there's been a resurgence of using Mm. psychotropic drugs for people in their last moments because they don't know what to do with those last moments in terms Mm. of processing. Yeah, I mean, death is what it is, right? But it's also, it's not the final moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where people of the resurrection, we we offer hope.
0: And yet, you know, we're dealing with a culture that feels like, well, maybe this is the final moment, so let's let's alter it for them.
2: Right, there's a book that came out a couple of years ago yeah. called Being Mortal, and it's written by a doctor, uh, Atul Gwade. And it's the idea of looking at medicine and its relationship to end of life issues. Hmm. And he says, we've been wrong about what our job is in medicine. We think our job is to ensure health and survival, but really it is a larger is larger than that. It is to enable well-being and well-being is about the reasons one wishes to be alive.
0: Hmm. And I've
2: been in the hospital room where interesting, where, you know, someone's on life support. And the family's wanting that, you know, grandma to stick around and, and the the nurses and the doctors say, we can do this because we have drugs that can do that, but it's not a quality of life. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: just because we can, doesn't mean we should. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a tension in all that. Right. But I think it's, again, our worldview, um, you know, how do we approach these things and what drives us in terms of making these things real in our lives? So that that's the tension of dealing with the death aspect is that it is part of our lives.
1: Wow, this <laughs> is um, well. This when it really comes down to it, it's about God's timing and God's purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh wow, that's I know really something to think about. I think that we yeah. should have. Um, I think we, you need to do a conference on this, Pastor Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this
2: in two weeks. Man. Well. I mean, I just, we're just doing the helicopter view, but I think even back to with Carrie a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, I've just we need to process these things, and there are people around us that are watching, and in those moments, that's where we get to offer hope. So I think the idea of grief and how to process, because it's a process.
0: And, you know, you talked about us being people of the resurrection, and I think that's one of those things that maybe causes people who are not of faith to keep their distance from us. Because, really? You know, you believe in all that? Well, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, my, one of my favorite quotes on this part of life comes from D.L. Moody. Mm. Uh, once upon a time, just a year or two before he passed away, he said, Someday you will hear that Moody is dead. Don't you believe it? Right. Because at that moment, I shall be more alive than I have ever been. Right. And those are the type of people we are.
2: Right. Well, and you can take and look even, we could you know, spend some time looking at you know, how did Jesus treat Martha in that moment? hmm I mean, did he really chastise her? No, he listened. You know, he, so, yeah. I mean, she's not happy. I mean, we can picture in our own mind mm-hmm. that conversation. Her stomping, you know. I yeah. See, you know, as she's getting close to him and shaking him by the shoulders, where were you? I mean that's how I see it in my mind, and yet um, he he listens to her, yeah. and so John doesn't unpack that part for us, and we have to leave that to right. our mind. But I think it's is that when we lay our table, our cards out on the table, God can speak to us, and it's in that His timing to better understand, and we shouldn't hide for those from those times. Right? Amen. We don't run away, we don't cover up, and we don't pretend like things aren't going bad. Mm-hmm. We're honest in the moment and say it's complicated.
0: What a place. <laughs> To prepare us for this next week. Right. You know, I heard another pastor say, and I wish I could remember who said it, but, and it was a media pastor, a radio pastor who said, Do you realize that Jesus messed up every funeral he ever attended? (laughs) 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 Yep. Yep. And it's true. Right. It's true. Because when he showed up, the human agenda, what we thought of as real went out the window.
2: Right, and so I, I want to promise that he, he's got a plan, I and mean, that's next time, right? We, but okay. we can't look at this without looking looking at the moment in death without you know seeing it first, then building on the idea of what life means.
0: Thomas, would you pray that's us great. into this Wednesday? Let's do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Father, we do invite you in, and, and we know that There are those of us even this morning that are maybe living through circumstances that we're just pushing through it, and it's complicated, and we're suffering. And we know that even in those moments, you are there. And and we're grateful for that, Jesus. And we know that you have a plan. And and because Mary and Martha, and even Lazarus' point of view... That it's all about death. But from your perspective, Jesus, it is the story of life and life to the full. And so we just pray we be aware of that, that we be present to each other, present in the moment, and we not miss your opportunity to work through us to offer the love and hope of the gospel that's freed us. And we just thank you for that. And we pray it through your strong name. Amen. Amen.
0: And amen. Mm. Next Wednesday morning at 7.07, Life. Right. And you want to look at it, it's verses 17. We're going
2: to back up a little bit through 44 Okay, of chapter 11. Great. Thank you.
0: Pastor Tom, as, as always, Tom. if people want to participate either in person or online in what's happening at Linden Road Presbyterian, it's how can they do that? It's lindenroad.church. Mm-hmm. Real simple. So. And what time on Sunday? Uh, 9 a.m. online and 10 a.m. in the building. All right. So thank you. Pastor Tom Repke, and once again. Our thanks to Melinda for coffee cake ministry.
2: Yeah, you were the distraction mm-hmm. for her this week because she's got a couple graduations. So I think oh, okay, a healing moment for her. So. Oh,
0: well, thank you, Melinda. And the
2: gift of sharing.
0: So and thank, thank you. you, Tom. We're going to
1: need this. We're going to need this coffee cake as we sit on this <laughs> cliff with
0: our legs dangling off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For seven days. Right. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. Thanks, okay. Tom. That's all right. Blessings. <laughs> Here's Jim Cole on 91.9 heartfelt radio